This is the Beer and Hymns Podcast, where we look at the stories and people behind the hymns we know and love, we consider what they mean to us today, and of course, we sing. This is episode 17, I Stand Amazed in the Presence. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to episode 17 of the Beer and Hymns podcast. I'm Mike Tetralt. And I'm Brian Russell. And what are we talking about today, Brian? Well, if you might have guessed, we're talking about I Stand Amazed in the Presence. Mm, such a good one. So yeah. upbeat. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's it's got just like good vibes, good feel, good energy. Mm-hmm. Makes you want to sing. We're going to talk about a little bit of that. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to talk about at some point here, what makes a good <laughs> hymn song okay hymn song yeah what makes a good hymn song yeah. so shall we get into it let's get into it so okay. how, what's I mean, the story wait, nothing here? in the reader mailbag today um no let me check real quick um yeah we have nothing this week okay. so All right. it appears we haven't offended anybody sweet um so we might need to bring yes. up our offensive uh-ness just to uh, notch. yes okay we'll notch that up a little bit okay. well this was this you know about a few weeks ago we did uh old rugged cross right written and composed by one person Exactly. You know what happened today? Was this all one person? This is all one person. Oh my goodness. A guy by the name of Charles Gabriel. Have we talked about him yet? No, that name has not come across our threshold. And I'm shocked that it hasn't because as you're about to find out, dear listener, this man (laughs) is at fanny levels of prodigy. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote this in 1905. And he's written many, many songs. He, he was uh, okay. alive from 1856 to 1932. So, All right. So he's active. During the golden years of yep. hymns, mm-hmm. as we've discussed. Yeah. Um, wrote also, Send the Light, the Blessed Gospel Light, which I am not familiar with. No, I'm and, not either. Oh, That Will Be Glory for Me, which also not, not familiar, familiar with. with. So um, He wrote a bunch of deep cuts. Deep cuts, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mostly themes of spreading the gospel in heaven. Are, are what is big in his songs, which okay. is, seems appropriate. Evangelism, yep. eschatology, yep. all that good stuff. Yep. So uh, just a quick little history of Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Grew up on a farm in Iowa. Salt so, of the earth. Salt of the earth, yep, Midwesterner. Um, learned music by playing the reed organ in his home. So okay, mom and dad just had a reed organ from high school or college <laughs> that they used to play, and he jumped on there. Of course. And became one of the most prolific composers of gospel song of his day. It's really interesting that he's kind of fallen off the radar then. Right? Like, if he's super popular back then, but not as well-known now, like, yeah. what happened in there? I don't know. Maybe he just didn't have, like, Moody on his side. Mm, you know, you got to have the influencers. Yeah. You, the hi- the yes, influencers. The influencers. <laughs> they need to be on your side if you want to stick with it. So he ra- his activities in music range from um, 
teaching in singing schools that were popular in the 19th okay. and 20th centuries, which I didn't know there were singing schools. Uh, he authored texts, composed songs, anthems, and cantatas, and uh, edited song collections. <laughs> I love the way you said cantatas. That's, that's what I said, cantatas. Uh, okay. <laughs> and including 41 Christmas cantatas. Really? Yes. yes. Okay. So. Man. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. He is credited with between 7,000 and 8,000 songs. That is Fanny Levels. That's Fanny Levels. Oh, my goodness. Including 35 gospel song collections. So, I mean. Holy cow. Sunday school songbooks, collections for men's choirs, women choirs, musical education texts. I mean, yeah. He He was busy. If, I mean, can you imagine if this guy was on Spotify? On Spotify, he would have like, like the discography. The discography would be, would be so much scrolling. Yeah, there'd be a lot of scrolling. You so wouldn't get to the bottom. It is crazy that we haven't heard of. It. Well, he wrote under numerous pseudonyms. He so pulled a maybe fanny. He pulled. He did pull a fanny. Like he mm. looked at her and was like, "I need to do what she's doing." And <laughs> yeah, so none of the songs that he was credited for were very popular, apparently, and that's why we don't know about him very well. Gotcha. I mean. This is the one that I recognize the most. Right. And all the other ones that you listed, I assume that was like, whoever made that list was like, here are the top ones that you might know. Right. And we don't know them. And we didn't, I didn't know them at least. I yeah. Mean, I mean, maybe it's one of those situations where when you hear the title, you don't recognize it. But then when you hear some of the tune, you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What's it called? The Light? In the Light? DC Talk did that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. I don't think that's... Send the light, the blessed gospel light. That definitely no, was no. not. That's not related. I want to be in the light. Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, okay, total modern classic. So, do we know about like the the particular where this song like it was just part of his massive collection? This is just part of his massive collection. Yeah, I just did it. I mean, it was his job, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those songs that he popped out while he was working. So yeah. um, about this song in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in verse two, we'll talk about um, Luke's account of Jesus sweating bloods, sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Gethsemane. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have corrected. Gosh, that. you were on is, it. Is my language off today? I, I or something? keep picking on you today, Brian. Oh man, so mean. Um, yeah. So uh, so Luke's very, account in the Garden. Yeah, Luke's account in the Garden, um, and it's just a very true to scripture. Mm-hmm. Type song. It's just telling the story. Which brings me to what makes a great song. Mm. So let's hear it. This is, you know, we always talk about the critics and the and the haters and the, the, the analysts there. and all that. Jerks. Uh, in 1915, so 10 years after this song came out, Gabriel himself offered a summary of what constitute an acceptable and useful gospel song. Really? So he made like a to-do, this is like the BuzzFeed list. For, yes, yes. So you want to make a hymn. Yes. Okay. You'll need to know these top five things. <laughs> Let's hear them. First, the text must be systematically constructed, be spiritual and devotional. It should begin with an immediate declaration of the subject, followed by an explication presented in a logical and intelligent manner. There are usually three stanzas of four or more lines each, the corresponding lines in these stanzas must have the same number of syllables and accentuation be of uniform occurrence. Okay, so is that one or is that like five things? That's one. <laughs> oh man, no wonder he wrote 7,000 uh-huh. hymns. Holy yeah. cow. I don't know if he kept all of his hymns He's to this got level, a but... system, son of Two. a gun. 
Next to the text, if not on equal ground with it, comes the music. Okay. Clearly. Yep. A gospel song will not succeed unless it has melody, especially is this true when applied to music for children and young people. Okay. And the more pleasing the melody, the better it is liked and the more good it accomplishes. Which we've talked about, like... We have. You know, the, the, a lot of the criticisms of songs has been, like, it's just entertainment and it's sim- it's uh, it's just pulling the heartstrings, but it's not really telling you about the gospel, right? It's, right? Just, it's a manipulative, emotional right. thing. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, Sunday schools and youth groups having pizza and games and donuts at mm-hmm. church. And is that okay or not okay? Is that good or does that take away? Is that... Right. What... I don't know. So there, it seems that Charles Gabriel is saying you want to have some of that allure, Uh the pleasingness, the easy to digest. Yeah. Yeah. You need that. The pop of the day. Yes. Something to, you know, get the kids in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got to get the kids. Appealing to the youth. Start to them young. Yes. Yes. So that's number two? Yes. And finally, the subject presents itself and as it takes form in the mind, a melody comes singing its way in with the first stanza. The main thought is always in the chorus Mm -hmm. and should become the crowning glory of the song. Man, this guy wrote like a poet. Right? He was obviously a a lyricist. Holy cow. Yes. The glory of the song. The refrain is arguably the crowning glory of the song, an exclamation of appreciation and praise. I mean, that's pretty... uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and as uh, scholars have said... The simplicity of Gabriel's hymn tunes contributed in part to their success. The need for simplicity was acute both in the Sunday school and urban revival meetings. And this hmm. hymn tune fits the bill. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to sing. It's, it's very memorable. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in his list of things that you need to do. We've got, I feel like he really sets the bar high because you got the analytical side. Right. He's got like, you got to keep that going. Right. But you also got to keep the the emotional uh-huh. and connectedness side. Like, that's a lot. That's a tall order. Yeah, it is. Uh, more more about this song. The melody follows in, in relationship to this analysis, this system, this structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the melody follows a clear tonal pattern built over a relatively basic harmonic structure, one, four, five. Obvi, right. right? Mm, I mean, naturally. That, when I heard it, I was like, one, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone heard that, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. This tune is well-crafted. <laughs> In the stanzas, the melody is somewhat restrained, rising only to the third, mm-hmm. but is allowed to soar higher in the refrain, meeting exclamation with musical height. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's true. Do you, do you know what that is about the third and all that? Oh, oh yeah. I okay. Mean, let's, why don't you say for our listeners, because they probably don't know. Yeah, so like... I mean, they might know. This particular version... Our listeners probably do know, but let's... Do. If there's any new listeners out there that aren't familiar with musical theory, let's 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 make them. this accessible. Yes, right. So if this song is an A flat, right? So the A flat is like your home base. Yep. And in the A flat scale, you've got there are notes in there, uh-huh. and they're all numbered. So A right. flat is one, one, B flat is two, uh-huh. and so a C is the third. Uh huh. It's the third note in the scale. Yeah. So generally, the notes don't go higher than that C. Except in the chorus where it goes, ah, that's an E flat. That's the fifth. It went up to a fifth. Yeah, yeah they really yeah. cranked it all the way up. Yep, yep. It ascended. <laughs> yes, it did ascend in the in the refrain. Only in the refrain because that's the crowning achievement, glory of the crowning the, glory of the song. Yes, yep. that's it. Yep. Nice. So yeah, I mean, pretty cool song. Yep. Um, okay, he's credited with writing tunes. 
for some people? Just like the melodies? The melodies. Okay. And the one, the t- there's two that you might have heard of. One, His Eye is on the Sparrow. He wrote we, the melody to that? Yeah, which we might want to break out at some point. Oh, that's, that's a, a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. I mean, we're not going to rise to like Lauren Hill levels right, of that right. song, but uh-huh. we could we could take a crack at it. We could take a crack at it. Okay. And the other one, which is uh, a super popular bluegrass song, which I love bluegrass. Yeah, you do. Um, and is almost like the bluegrass equivalent of We Are the World is called Will the Circle Be Unbroken? And if you look that one up on YouTube, it is like, exactly. <laughs> it's like they filmed We Are the World and just substituted in all bluegrass. Like the videography, <laughs> the like individual singing little lines of the verses, and yep. then like the ensemble cast doing the, you know, and looking at each other and smiling while they're singing. And, and they got their headphones on. They, they got their like headphones in the studio. on. And the, the one hand over the ear. Yeah, you can't do I both. Mean, that's, too, yeah. that's too much. It's got like Johnny Cash. Uh, Ricky Skaggs, the Nitty Gritty Band. Is it just like, like a festival of beards and mustaches on screen? A uh, lot. It's like 1978, so it's lots of mustaches. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's a few beards in there, but it is mostly mustaches. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's really it great. Is great. So that's the other uh, tune that you might have heard that he did from Charles Gabriel. Yep, from that's Charles Gabriel. Really awesome. Yep. As you mentioned, one of his and no death in this one. Nobody died in the making of this song. This is just a career of making music. Yeah. Yep. Nice and chill. Sometimes yep. you need those to cleanse the palate. That's right. That's it gets exactly a little right. messy. Yes. You know, living the hymn life. Okay. So um, one thing you mentioned that is uh, intriguing to me is the idea of all the lines need to have the same amount of syllables. Uh, and I think that's a fairly normal poetry uh, yeah. convention. Yep, yep. Like having a rhythm that's consistent. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to like think way of back like, to Shakespeare, right? Right. Like there's iambic like, pentameter and all that. Yeah, that's right. Man, you paid attention in yeah. English class. Yeah. What up? Uh, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm wondering if like, just thinking of more recent worship songs, like in like Chris, like the CCM scene, uh, Christian contemporary music, like they don't really do that. I don't think I'd have to like, it, I haven't really mm. analyzed it, but now I kind of want to. No, there's just, they just write lyrics and then. Yeah. The chorus is, no, they don't all just like repeat the same way like a hymn does. Yeah, there's like an extra syllable in there, a pickup note kind of yeah, leading Yeah, or into they the can like stretch out, a, stretch out a syllable a little right. extra long. Uh, and they, you sort of get into the Christian equivalent of jam band jamming where they just kind of- <laughs> Just hit a solo. Just hit or hit a chorus over and over and oh, over and over, which where it becomes almost meditative- or right. annoying, depending on your mood of the day. It depends. Yeah. And, and depending on maybe the, the, the band or the arrangement yes. or the uh-huh. instruments. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think that probably... That I'm definitely... looking at you, good, good father. <laughs> you get stuck in an infinite bridge chorus loop. <laughs> yes. And that's like, how do you get out of it? You can't. You can't. There's no easy ending to that song. Yep. Oh, my goodness. But all this to say, uh, I think that that's why hymns are so easy to sing. And mm. so like every, they're very participatory. They invite people to sing. You know what to expect. You know yeah. when it's going to end. Because like, nothing's worse when you're singing and like there's a pause in the song and you come in early. Uh, there's no sound in the universe louder than that because yes. everyone hears it. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh yeah, and then And that just, you just don't want to sing for the rest of the song. No, here's a question, Brian. Did you, okay. so this guy grew up with the reed organ yeah. in his house. He okay. learned on that. that yeah. Started Probably with the foot pedals too. Oh yeah. Okay. Like getting all the limbs working. Uh-huh. Um, did you have an instrument in the house growing up? Uh, we had piano. Okay. Yep. That was the only instrument we had in our house. None of us. Did anybody play in your house before? Obviously, you did. Yeah, I did, took one year of lessons in fourth grade with Mrs. Trost. Yep, and that was 
the extent of my musical training. Now, my sisters were choir singers, and they got to they okay. literally toured Europe with the choir. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that was based on a monetary donation and rather than um, musical ability, though they gotcha. both can sing well. Okay. Um, but I think that was like high school, high school uh, choir trip. Yeah. And I don't think they were like singing in the cathedrals of Europe. They were like, right. you know, singing to senior centers. Or now that you mention know. it, I feel like, I, I think Stacy did sing with the church choir one time. And I remember thinking that really upped our game. Uh-huh. And that makes a lot yep. of sense yep. now. Yep. She was humble about it. She didn't yeah. mention the... She and she and Kelly sang at Laura and my wedding. Wow. So, I mean, there That's you go. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, okay. That, that was the crowning moment of their careers, I think, probably my wedding. Hey, you know what? Yeah. It's <laughs> it's good to save your peak for the family events. That's right. That's right. That's and really I think they would 100% agree with me if they heard this. <laughs> well, well, we'll be looking for the listener mailbag next week <laughs> and see what we hear. Um, so are you ready to sing the Let's remaining verses? Going. Yes. Okay. Let's finish this baby out. thank you for this love that is so wonderful and so marvelous um lord we thank you for the ways you reveal yourself um through your creation um and also through the uh as we create and we glorify you um through music and other means lord we pray that you would strengthen us uh to do your will this week that we might uh proclaim your name wherever we go and it's in jesus name we pray amen amen